Welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a board-certified OBGYN and fertility physician and also co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. Each week on this podcast, I discuss health and fertility and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the As a Woman podcast. I am recording this coming off of Pinnacle Conference. And if you don't know what Pinnacle Conference is, it is a conference for women in medicine. Really, what Pinnacle is, is a space for people to come together for support and to learn, to really talk about all the things that you don't learn in professional school and all the things they don't teach you in medical school about running a practice, being a woman in medicine, whatever it is that you want for your career and your life and how to up-level that. Pinnacle was started back in 2019, and currently there are three of us who are running it, and we each are physicians, and we have our own practices. We practice clinically full-time, and Pinnacle is something that is so important to us. I'll be honest, when we first started Pinnacle, we didn't really know what it could become. What we knew is what we were lacking. And honestly, through social media, I know, right? But through social, being able to connect with people in different fields. I'm an OBGYN, and then I did a fertility fellowship. And my world is very small. My professional world is narrow. And people are trained similarly and do things the same way. And that is how it is done in fertility medicine. But meeting people like Rupa Wong, who is an ophthalmologist in Hawaii, and Pamela Mehta, who is an orthopedic surgeon in California, they do things differently. But why can't I take some of the things that they do and how they practice, how they schedule their lives and how they balance, and what they do online and on social? Could those things apply to me? So there was no multi-specialty, multidisciplinary event for women in medicine to be able to come together and learn from each other in a supportive environment, really trying to break down the walls between comparison and judgment. And that's really important because that's not what training is like in medicine, and I'm going to go into that. And that really isn't how practicing is in a lot of places. Now, you may be asking why I'm talking about this on the podcast. If you are an As A Woman podcast OG, you know that when this podcast first started, I really talked about fertility and empowering things, things like quitting my job and having confidence or getting over imposter syndrome. And circling back to that, today I really want to talk about comparison and judgment. And I think a lot of these things really do apply to us at different stages. You don't have to be a doctor for this to apply to you. And I think it has a lot of ties to when you're going through fertility, fertility treatments, trying to get pregnant, and feeling isolated. So really, we're going to talk about both and how they relate to each other, because I think this is something that, as a woman, is extremely important. Okay, so before I dive in, housekeeping items, you know I love them. Okay, number one, sign up for the newsletter. We've been really working hard on getting a newsletter to everybody, nataliecrawfordmd.com slash newsletter. We answer your fertility questions, updates about fertility in the news and my take on current events, updates on other things like what's going on with Pinnacle, what's going on with courses, but also my favorite things, my favorite recipes, things I want you to know about, and it's just a really nice place for us to communicate. It's not spammy. It's educational. 
So go and check it out. Second is that every week we answer some of your questions in For Fertility Sake FFS. This is our weekly Q&A at the end of the podcast where I am answering some of your questions. Y'all, I get so many questions every week on Instagram and it's truly something I love. One thing I don't love is that I'll never be able to get to all of them no matter what. So every Monday at Natalie Crawford MD, there's a question box, ask your question. I will answer some questions there, some questions on the newsletter, and then some questions here every single week on the podcast. And we are doing voicemail question episodes. Those are my absolute favorite thing, and I want to do more of them. But to do more of them, you have to call and leave your question. So the voicemail number is 657-229-3672. Call, leave a voicemail. It can be anonymous. Nobody has to know it's you. Say you're asking a question for a friend. I don't care. Again, 657-229-3672. All right, so back to Pinnacle. So Pinnacle just happened this weekend. And really to understand why Pinnacle is important is to understand what it's like in training. So I always wanted to be a doctor. That's not brand new news. Ever since I was little, I wanted to be a doctor. I didn't know I wanted to be a fertility doctor. Y'all know I came to that late. I switched residencies because I initially went into emergency medicine and realized that was not right for me. But as a child, I always wanted to be a doctor. My grandfather was a psychiatrist. He loved his job and he made a big impression on me. So I never had any moments of what should I do when I grow up? It was, I'm going to be a doctor. And I was nerdy and I love science and I loved reading and I loved the body and it just made sense to me. But what happens when you are a shy, introverted child who tells people you want to be a doctor one day, and my parents didn't have a lot of money when we were growing up, is that people look at you and they judge you and they make a determination if they think you can achieve it or if it's worth it. I don't know. But I got told no so many times or attempted to be talked out of it. Right, and I'm sure you've had moments in your life where somebody has told you that you shouldn't do it. And I mean, why? Is it because they are afraid you're going to fail? Or is it because they're afraid you're going to succeed? Why is it that other people are so fast to come in and say, don't you want to do this other thing instead? Don't you think that is too hard? Won't it be too difficult? Do you really think you're going to be successful at that? Do you really think you're going to get into medical school? Who's going to want you to be their doctor? Are you really smart enough to do that? Now, we can argue a lot of things, but I'm smart. So that one, that one made me mad. And I knew that, right? I might not have been the most outgoing child. Maybe people didn't see me and I didn't exude confidence. But I knew I was smart and I knew I could work hard. So those comments, although they bothered me, didn't hold me back. But do you know what they really did? They did lead me to start doubting myself. And they made me start looking around and comparing myself to other people. And the more I was judged, the more I compared, and then the less adequate I felt. And I'm sure there have been moments for you, maybe in a different situation, where you have felt the same, where you knew what you wanted, but somebody else's verbal expressed doubt of you made you start doubting it yourself or start judging yourself or start comparing yourself against other people. And this happens a lot when you're a woman in medicine and you're in medical school and people start talking about what residency you're going to do. Well, what was your grade on that? What was your score on that? That's too hard. You'll never have kids. People aren't going to take you seriously. You don't look like a doctor. You need to change who you are if you want to achieve this. And I'm very hopeful that the young medical students of today have a different experience. 
But I know for me, I'm a girly girl. I love pink. I like my hair long and curled. I want to wear lipstick. I want to wear heels. I want to be myself. And that was very unaccepted in medical school, especially on clinical rotations. And I was flat out told I needed to look differently. I needed to blend in. That people were judging me and comparing me and it would hold me back. And here's the kicker. Those people are writing letters of recommendation. And those letters are essential for you to get in to a residency that you want or a fellowship that you want. And so their judgment and assessment of you is actually something you need to get to the next step. That's a crazy part about this system. And so what it really does is it often puts people against each other, even if you're not meaning to, where you're so busy comparing yourself to other people that you only start seeing your own limitations and your own weakness. And the imposter syndrome, the self-doubt starts to become bigger and the pathway towards success starts to seem smaller. And when people do not talk about their struggles, you feel very, very alone and isolated. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. My closet has a tendency to get chaotic and crammed with a bunch of clothes that I don't really want to wear. What's been a game changer for me has been upgrading to high quality and affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe full of luxury and classic essentials and I stayed on budget. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they do this by partnering directly with top factories, cutting out the middleman and passing the savings on to us. In addition, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing and premium products and finishes. I personally am loving the linen pieces as it's Texas and summer is upon us. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? Ritual's Essential for Women 18 and Plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. I love Ritual and I love taking their Essential for Women 18 Plus every single day. One reason I love it is that it's gentle on an empty stomach and it has a minty essence. So every bottle feels refreshing and is actually enjoyable. It's also clinically backed multivitamin with high quality and traceable key ingredients and they have industry-leading sustainability standards. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 and Over is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com A-A-W for 25% off. No. Positive or not, I have the great luxury of both being somebody who was judged immensely in medical school, residency, fellowship, and beyond, and I also had infertility. And I felt the same way when people asked, when are you going to have kids? And we'd had three miscarriages. I felt really judged, and I felt very alone. And I didn't feel like that question gave me the forum to talk about what was really happening. And I was comparing myself, whether I wanted to or not, to everybody around me. And I was seeing my friends, my colleagues, getting pregnant and getting to that parenthood stage of their life. And I wasn't there yet. 
and it made me doubt why, why is this happening? And that circle of infertility and that isolation is really hard. So going through fellowship, I started social media at the end of my fellowship back in 2016 with the idea and encouragement from my younger sister, Megan King, who also happened to MC at Pinnacle this past weekend. She was phenomenal. But she said, hey, I'm your younger sister. She's eight years younger than me. And she said, there are things that you do and that you know as a fertility doctor that are really interesting and I would like to know, but I don't, and I'm your sister. So imagine all the other people out there who are like me who might want to understand their bodies better or know more about their fertility. I had really no desire at first to be on social media until she said that, and I was overwhelmed by this idea that I could reach more people, potentially, online, than I ever could in a single given day, right? I can only see so many patients in my office across from my desk in a certain day. I am limited by time, and even though one-on-one counseling is really wonderful and effective, it's limiting. And I really wanted to see people before they got to the stage of infertility. So I started talking about fertility and other things online. That was so not well received by my field that it is mind-blowing now because most people probably know fertility doctors online and people are killing it. And it's now considered a major form of both communication and marketing in our field. And I go around and give talks about it. So this is crazy. But I was told so many times that it was unprofessional, that patients would judge me and not come see me, that it would hurt me professionally, that I needed to take it down, that having a website was too narcissistic. Posting pictures of yourself meant you were full of yourself. Nobody cared about medical facts and that doctors didn't belong on social media. I received an award in 2019 from Resolve. Resolve is an amazing organization. They are a nonprofit and they support the fertility community. And they have a big award ceremony every year. It's in New York City. They're called the Hope Awards. And I received an award for social influence. And they sat me at a table. So took Jason and one of our great friends who lives in New York came with us. And, you know, nobody from my job went. Nobody from my practice went. But we sat there and I was at a table with some big wigs of ASRM and some well-known older fertility doctors who proceeded to tell me how ridiculous it was that I was getting an award for social media and how silly it was for me to be doing that and wasting my time on it when I just should be seeing more patients. They told me that at my table before I got up to go accept the award. And I again was realized that I'm never exiting the judgment zone. Other people are constantly judging me, comparing me to others, deciding if what I do is good enough, and I can't please anybody and everybody. And that award ceremony really coincided very close to our first Pinnacle Conference. And I went into it feeling extremely committed that there had to be a better way, that there needed to be one place that I could sit in a room and not feel judged, but feel accepted for who I am and no gatekeeping. So often when you see successful people in a job, they act like their hard work is some secret that they are never, ever going to share with you. And you got to figure it out because they did. Props to them. It is hard work. I agree. But why are we not helping each other? Specifically, 
women. Why are we not sharing how much we get paid for things, talking about this openly, talking about things we do in our practice, talking about things we do online and how we manage it? Why are we not bridging the gap? Why are we spending so much time judging and comparing? And that's really what Pinnacle has become. And something I love from it, and it's so hard to put in an Instagram post or on a website or on a podcast, is that feeling that everybody in that room wants you to succeed and they are there for it. People are talking about their failures and weaknesses and how they overcame them in an attempt to educate other people. People are sharing the things that they did that helped them to get to success with the idea that together, more of us can achieve more. This is such a unique space for women in medicine. And I see you in the fertility community doing the same thing. I see you creating space for others. I see you talking about people selling a bunch of crap. And I like it. I see you breaking down the barriers and making a space where who you are and what you've been through and whatever your goals are is welcome. And you're curating a room of support. And this can be done on social spaces and in person as well. But that's what Pinnacle has done for me is given me a place where I feel at home and hopefully a place where others do as well and where we can share and support each other in some of these things. The other thing that I just love about Pinnacle is that it's not fluffy. It is actual educational content. I'm going to give you some of the pearls, but also a space where you can be whoever you are. Yeah, we pink it up. I mean, everything is pink. Like make the lights, make the stage, wear your pink, because that is the most extreme expression of being a woman that society sees, right? Flowers and sparkles and pink, automatically associated with feminine and girly. And so we lean hard in it, not because you have to wear pink, but because whoever you are, you're accepted there. And that's important because I feel this strongly in my bones that I likely face similar struggles as other women in medicine, in other fields, and in other aspects of healthcare. And as I've grown as a physician, I've learned to stop judging other people for what their degree is, or where they practice, or what they look like, and starting to open my eyes and see everybody has something to give. And I have something to learn from each of these people. And when you start approaching the people in your life with that idea, not judging them, not comparing how they are to everybody else, but if you look at every person as an opportunity for you to learn from them, you're going to start to take away so much more from life and you're going to be happier because judging people really is an expression of your own inner self-doubt. So when people get on stage and they share what they've been through, that vulnerability is such strength. And how privileged are we to be able to witness it, especially when they're so successful now? These people who get on stage at Pinnacle, they're still practicing medicine. There's a lot of women's conferences out there where people are trying to leave and exit medicine. And Pinnacle's always been the antithesis of that. I, we, want you to have a place where you feel like your career, your purpose is everything you want it to be. And it 1000% can be multifaceted. But in order to find joy or happiness, you don't have to leave medicine. You actually need to surround yourself with people who can lift you up. You need to stop judging them and stop comparing yourself to them. How many times have I told a talk and I've mentioned social media and how it's changed my life? Because it has. And somebody's compared themselves and said, well, 
You got started at the right time. Your podcast is so successful. Your YouTube's so big. There's no reason for me to do that because you're already doing that. Stop. Here's the reality. My Instagram started out with just one follower, just like everybody's. My YouTube videos for probably a year had 10 views. It takes time to grow anything. Show up as yourself. And the time is right now. There's no wrong time. It's all about being present and learning from others. What do they do right? What do they do wrong? What will they share with you? How can you make your time more worthwhile? Don't go blindly. Like We're smart people. Learn from others. But people will compare to me and immediately say it's not worth doing. When the reality is, it absolutely is. And what I really want people to think about is what your goal is and what steps you need to take to achieve it. And we are all going to have different goals and your goals will change at different seasons of your life. And this is something I mentioned at Pinnacle when I was on stage. And this was the least I was on stage every year. And I love that because this conference is not about those of us who run it. It's really about the people who come to it. And so I said, you know, your seasons of life should determine your goals. Right now, we're growing a practice. My social media helps the practice. That's what I'm trying to do. That's my current primary objective. That's why you're getting so many podcast episodes about fertility facts and things I want people to know. Less about empowerment or being a woman in medicine. Because this season is largely building a community of people who know me, recognize our practice, and want to come see us as patients. Because y'all, starting a fertility practice is not easy. And doing it in July of 2020, opening your doors is an extremely hard time. And we're doing great and we have exciting things coming up. But this season is about that. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Caraway. Spring is coming and I always love a good home reset. Non-toxic cookware is the perfect way for you to kick off your own spring cleaning. With so many collections to explore, there is a Caraway for every cook. Their internet-famous kitchenware is a staple for any home. It comes with beautiful shades to fit your aesthetic, but most importantly, you're ditching the chemicals. Caraway's non-toxic kitchenware comes a chemical-free ceramic coating so your food can be prepared without any of those hard-to-pronounce chemicals leaching in to your healthy ingredients. Everybody knows that I am a big believer that our environment impacts our body, and that's why I trust Caraway with my cooking. Visit carawayhome.com slash A-A-W to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash A-A-W or use the code A-A-W at checkout. Caraway non-toxic cookware made modern. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Rocket Money. Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about? Embarrassingly, I am one of those as well. And Rocket Money can cancel a subscription for you that otherwise could have been a time-consuming process. Between streaming services, fitness apps, and delivery services, it can be never-ending. So Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. They monitor your spending and help you lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash A-A-W. 
That's rocketmoney.com slash A-A-W. Rocketmoney.com slash A-A-W. So my goals are different than they were in 2016 or 2019. And my goals in three years from now will probably be different too. So acknowledge where you are. Set goals. Stop comparing yourself to everybody around you. The women who got on stage were all extremely successful in multiple aspects of their life. They all shared stories of resilience, but also being judged and letting that judgment impact who they are and how they overcome it. We had Dr. Jennifer Cottle speak on her story of following her passion at a time when that took her into the pageants, into success and failure, and how that led to her being prominent on TV and media in a time where people might judge her for what shows she goes on. But she knows that speaking medical truth is important to her. The more places she is, the better it is. We had Dr. Sarah Wakefield, who's a chair of an academic department, speak about staying true to the person she is at her core and how by doing that, she is able to stand up against things even when people judge her. She clearly said her job would be easier if she were a man. The hardest thing about doing her job in academic medicine is actually that she is a woman. We had Dr. Ruth Williams, who was president of the National Society, talk about rising as a woman in those areas and how judged she initially was, how she would wear black to fit in, how she didn't want to be who she was. Now, let me tell you, she has fantastic style. I want to dress like her, but now she embraces it. This is who she is, and she is more confident in what she brings to the table. She doesn't need to fit in. She earned that spot, but that takes a mental shift. Katie Duke got on stage and told an extremely vulnerable story about what it was like growing up, losing your way, trying to find it, getting fired on national television for something that a male physician actually did first, but who took the fall for it? Her. And what that meant and the longstanding impacts it has had. She has been constantly judged and compared even though she has done some incredible things for women in healthcare. She's a nurse, by the way. You are welcome at Pinnacle if you're a woman in medicine. I don't care if you're a nurse, a dentist, a nurse practitioner, PA, you come on. If that content looks appealing to you, it is about leadership, communication, business skills, marketing, managing an office, media, and advocacy. It's about learning to effectively communicate how to efficiently run a business how to stand up for what you believe in, and how to stop letting other people's judgment of you hold you back. Because that is the primary thing that that judgment is actually doing. So no matter who you are, I think we all probably suffer from some of the same things. We let people's judgment of us lead us down a road of comparison and self-doubt. That fuels the imposter syndrome. And then we don't make progress on any of our goals because we're not sure that we're worthy of them. And it's time to break the cycle. Here's my recommendation. Number one, remember when I used to give these tips at the earlier podcast episodes, identify your goals. What's important to you? What do you want to achieve? If you could do anything, if nothing would hold you back, if you would be successful with whatever you read on the paper, what is it? Then what's actually holding you back from that? Do you need more time? Do you need better time management? Do you need a different job? Do you need to find some people who can tell you how to get it done? What do you need to get the task done? And what are you filling your time with that is not important? 
What is distracting you from achieving these goals? What is holding you back? And this can be in any arena of life. Maybe it's professionally, maybe it's social media, maybe it's personally, maybe it's your health, maybe it's fertility. What is it that is holding you back? What are you afraid will happen if you put yourself out there? And often our own inner narrative is the thing that is holding us back and we may not even realize it. We have allowed this narrative to craft because of what other people have said to us or about us or because what we see other people doing and we just presume that we cannot. The reality is, why not you? You are just as hardworking, as deserving, as smart as anybody. And nobody's judgment of you should make a difference. But if you believe that, you need to stop judging other people. In order to free yourself from this cycle, it starts from you. So the first thing you need to do is stop presuming somebody is a certain way because of a certain thing. You need to open your eyes that everybody that you encounter has something that they can give that you can learn from. And if you want to start contributing to the world in a bigger way, and you want the world to see you for who you really are, you make the first move. That's the thing that gets me the most, is when people want to stop being judged, but in the same breath, come up and say, I can't believe you had a nurse practitioner speak at the gala. Girl, what? Tell me what sense that makes. You don't want people to judge you because you're pretty or because you're short or because you're smart or because you're from a small town in West Texas. I mean, whatever. But you're judging somebody else because of her degree right away. When the reality is that person's opening up and sharing their story and there's lessons and you have something you can learn from that. So it's my deepest belief that as women in medicine, we need to band together no matter where you are or who you are. And really just as women all together. We are the ones holding us back. And I don't want that anymore. That's not what pinnacle is. Pinnacle is the opposite of that. Pinnacle is a room full of people cheering you on. You will hear stories that will change your mind about how you view people. And you will leave feeling inspired and ready to create a new path and to do something big. And maybe to look at those goals on that list and feel like they are all more achievable because now you have a community and a network of people who have done it, who are not gatekeeping and who are helping you out. Okay. So thank you guys for really listening to me talk about one of my passion projects. I can't tell you how much work goes on behind the scenes in Pinnacle. We have met every single week, all year long for an hour at the minimum, really more just to throw an annual conference. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that I don't think people realize how much hard work goes into it. But when you're there and you come up and you tell us or you send us the messages or you post about it on social media because you were there and you tell us how much it meant to you, it means a lot to us. So thank you. If you want to learn more about Pinnacle, the answer is yes. If you're a woman in medicine, no matter what, you are welcome. You can go to pinnacleconference.org for the website to learn more. You can sign up to get on the email list for future updates. You can follow along at Pinnacle Conference on Instagram. And I'll tell you, some of my friends who are not even in medicine came. They helped us out. Thank you guys. And I think they would tell you too that really this is a space for everybody. So I hope you liked this episode. If you are here for the fertility, hope you took something away from it. We're going to do for fertility's sake. So there are going to be some fertility questions right now. Again, you can ask your questions every Monday on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD or call the voicemail 
657-229-3672. We get thousands of questions on the Instagram, not as many on the voicemail, much higher chance getting your voicemail answered. Just a little pro tip. All right. My first question is what is surgery for a septate uterus? Y'all, this is my favorite surgery. Okay, so if we're switching gears to the fertility content, a uterine septum is actually a birth defect of the uterus. You may or may not know that the uterus is formed in two different buds of tissue. These two buds elongate, fuse together, and then the middle portion reabsorbs, forming what we currently know as the top one-third of the vagina, the cervix, the entire uterus, and the fallopian tubes. The lower vagina, the ovaries, they have different embryologic origins. So this is called the Mullerian duct system, and any issue on any part of this can result in a spectrum of birth defects. So you can have Mullerian agenesis, Meyer-Rokitansi-Kusterhauser, if you're in medicine, you might have seen that abbreviation. That is complete absence of your Mullerian duct system. So you have a lower vagina, but you don't have an upper vagina, a cervix, a uterus, or fallopian tubes. You do have ovaries, so you develop secondary sex characteristics like breasts, axillary hair, pubic hair, but you never have a period. So typically this is diagnosed as primary amenorrhea. Now you can have one half a uterus. You can have two halves that never fuse together. So two separate uteruses. You can have partial fusion. So you have a bicornuate, what's classically known as a heart-shaped. A uterine septum is the most common Mullerian abnormality or uterus birth defect. This is where those two ducts completely lengthened, completely fused together, but that midline septum did not fully reabsorb, leaving an avascular piece of tissue dangling inside the uterine cavity. Now, a septum causes no problems in your regular life. You're not even going to know you have it until you start trying to get pregnant, where people with a septum have a higher incidence of a miscarriage. This makes sense if you think about the fact that an egg and sperm fertilized in the fallopian tube travels inside the uterus, attaches somewhere, and if that dangly piece of the avascular septum is so appealing for something to attach to, then the placenta is not going to get a good blood supply and you're going to miscarry. We currently quote an 80% chance of miscarriage with the uterine septum. So that's not good. And we want to take it out. Taking it out is actually a surgery procedure, highly satisfying. It is hysteroscopy. So you put a camera into the uterus. Camera comes vaginally. So there's no incisions up above. And you can see the septum. It protrudes towards you. And you just take scissors and you cut it all the way up to the layer of the fallopian tubes. And it really doesn't bleed because it's avascular. And then after healing, that miscarriage rate drops to your age-related rate. So there's a really great success rates with it. Now, depending on how big the septum is, there is a risk that you could have scar tissue form in place of the septum, which really doesn't achieve any goals, just substitute one problem for another. So in that circumstance, a lot of us do different things. My standard is a balloon inside the uterus, antibiotics and some hormones afterward, let the uterus heal up for about a month, and then redoing imaging to make sure it is healed. But this is typically an extremely successful surgery. And personally, it's my favorite one to do because you see a problem, you fix it, problem is gone, healing is great, very rewarding. All right, the next question is how are eggs stimulated for IVF? Okay, in nature, your body sends out FSH or follicle stimulating hormone. FSH is what stimulates one follicle or one egg to grow. Each egg grows inside a follicle. So as that egg grows, the follicle gets bigger. It makes estrogen, which talks back to the brain, says, yo, we have an egg growing. No need to send out more FSH. And then your FSH drops. And the brain and the ovary communicate in this fashion to just get one egg to grow. Now, what really happens in IVF is we're overriding the brain-ovary connection 
because your body only wants to have one baby at a time. Therefore, the brain does not want to allow you to have more than one egg stimulated. So truly in IVF, we're trying to overcome this. There's different protocols, which I always look at suppressing the body and then stimulating it. Suppression can be really different. You can come off of a air quote, natural suppression just with your period, which is not that suppressed. You can do estrogen priming. You can do Lupron. You can do birth control pills, ovulation blockers, progesterone, testosterone, a variety of different things. The question here is about the stimulation. The core of the stimulation is FSH. FSH is made in the lab now to look like FSH in the body. Same hormone the pituitary gland sends out, but you give it to yourself in injectable form. If you took it in pill form, it wouldn't be active. This is in the field known as folistem or gonal F. This is your FSH component. Typically, this is the number one thing you're using. Depending on the protocol you're doing, you might also be using some Minipure. Minipure, Lord help us, here you go. Purified urine from menopausal women. When you're in menopause, you're an ovarian failure. Your brain gets sad, really would love to have some estrogen. So it sends out high, high, high levels of FSH and LH. So in the urine of menopausal women, they have high, high, high levels of FSH and LH. And so before we knew how to make these hormones in the lab, we used these urinary purified ones. And that's really still the only LH hormone we have is this combo menopure LH, FSH. And so in any protocol where the brain is totally suppressed, like you're using Lupron, you're going to need some LH as well. If you're not fully suppressed, these are some of your high responder cycles. You may not actually need any LH because your body is making some. LH, as we think about it, is important for the trigger, the surge, but really LH is an important part of the hormone development process. So you need some LH to properly make hormones. The vast majority of IVF stimulations are primarily an FSH compound and then some combo FSH-LH, which is called Minipure. A few variations is you can use a medication like Clomid. Clomid causes the brain to release whatever FSH it has, right? Clomid blocks the estrogen receptors in the brain. It's a SERM, selective estrogen receptor modulator. So it binds to those estrogen receptors in your brain. Your brain says, oh my gosh, there's no estrogen and poof, sends out the FSH that it has. And so some cycles start with Clomid. Those are typically a mini IVF for a milder stimulation, typically for somebody who either is specifically trying to get fewer eggs or maybe they don't have many eggs. They don't need all these medications. You can also use Lupron as a stimulant. This is not my favorite, but it's called a flare. Lupron is essentially a hormone that downregulates the brain after it sends out all the FSH and LH it has. So using Lupron, initially you get this flare response. So you'll see some cycles where you actually use Lupron for a few days and then you come in with your FSH. It's fine. Not my favorite. But those are going to be your primary stimulants. You're going to need FSH, probably need some LH, potentially getting your brain to release some natural FSH if you are doing a mini IVF protocol. I have a history of miscarriage. I'm currently pregnant and on progesterone. I'm 11 weeks pregnant and I'm afraid to stop. Okay, guys, I get it. Been there. You've got to trust the placenta at some point. The placenta is what takes over making progesterone. The reason why we think progesterone is helpful in people who have had recurrent pregnancy loss is when you utilize that replacement during the luteal phase, likely because the corpus luteum didn't do its job for some reason, meaning we want to see people start it 
after ovulation, utilizing it throughout until the placenta has taken over. Placenta is fully functional at 10 weeks, really at nine, but we, we usually push it. Okay. But by 11 weeks, no doubt placenta is up and running. The placenta has to do so much more than just make progesterone and you got to trust it. It has a lot of things it has to do. And if it can't make progesterone, it's not going to be able to do any of the other things. Keeping taking progesterone is not going to be helpful if the placenta can't do its job. The baby's not going to grow and get the nutrients it needs. Much more important job of the placenta. But also we don't need to expose a baby to ongoing hormones as it's developing its own genitalia and responding to hormones that it needs. So you need to trust the job, let it go. Got to trust the placenta. I know it's hard, but congratulations on your pregnancy. All right. And our last question for today is, does endometriosis cause complications with delivery? The short answer is not really, but the real answer is potentially. What we have seen in studies is that compared to people without endometriosis, those who have it have an increased risk of the placenta not really functioning how it needs to. But specifically, what they found was an increased risk of placenta previa, attaching, covering the cervix, bleeding before pregnancy, and bleeding postpartum. So that's very interesting, and those things can impact your ability to have a successful pregnancy. The other things that we saw when you look overall on what we consider to be studies that review multiple studies is that looking at an analysis of 24 studies, so this was over a million women, what we saw is that women had a higher risk of preterm birth, having a C-section, and having placenta previa. It also showed that people who had endometriosis had infants who were overall small for their gestational age. But there was no association between endometriosis and preeclampsia or high blood pressure, which we do know preeclampsia is a placenta problem. So taking these things, if you know you have endometriosis and you're seeing a new OBGYN and you're pregnant, you should tell them. That doesn't necessarily mean anything's going to be different as long as everything's fine. But if you're not growing or gaining weight, if your baby's not moving as well, if you have any bleeding, those are signs that you would want to make sure you're being really upfront and honest with your doctor. However, the vast majority of people with endometriosis, remember it is very common, do just fine. So you can only control what you can control and having healthcare providers and physicians who you trust and who are advocating for you as well is probably the number one thing you can do. Okay, friends, thank you so much. I appreciate you being here, answering some of your questions. Again, you can ask questions on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. You can call and leave a voicemail, 657-229-3672. And thank you all for supporting me in all of the things that I am passionate about and that I am trying to do with my voice in this space. And for all of you supporting Pinnacle, whether you've ever been or you're just cheering us on from the sidelines, I see you and I love you. And I hope we can take some of the lessons that we learned in that room full of women and really think about how we approach other people and if we're judging and comparing and how we can change that mindset so that we can all really elevate each other. Thanks, friends. Thank you all for listening to As A Woman. It would mean so much if you could rate, review, and follow the podcast to be notified of new episodes every Sunday. I hope you learned something new, and I hope you share it with someone in your life. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD, and check out the YouTube channel, Natalie Crawford MD. 
If you're interested in becoming a patient, you can also follow Fora Fertility. I'm so thrilled to have you here, part of the community that amplifies others as a woman. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.